one, unconscious sabotage that limits most female investors and business owners, you're going to want to watch this show or listen to it if you are listening to the audio version. And if you're a male, you want to watch this, you're going to learn a lot about how unconscious beliefs undermine even the most expert investor or business owner. I really loved doing today's show and I really enjoyed interviewing Hannah for good reason. You see, Hannah is an expert investor. She's done very well for herself, but she is capable of far more. In fact, she really went for it. She would be what we consider extremely wealthy and she would be able to fulfill her heartfelt mission of serving and helping others. And the reason I loved working with her today is she displayed many of the unconscious patterns that a lot of the female investors and business owners that I work with have. And for the most part, and for most people, these belief systems are unconscious and controlling them outside of their conscious awareness. And the other reason that I love today is it really highlights a fact. You can be the most highly trained business person or investor, but if you don't clean up your unconscious act, so there's no conflicting belief systems with your conscious goals of wealth creation, nothing changes because the unconscious is way more powerful than the conscious. Sit back, watch or listen and enjoy. And welcome, Hannah. I'm really looking forward to working with you today on the show. So, Hannah, welcome. Maybe say hi to the audience. Hi, hi everybody. Hi, Perry. Yeah. Great to be on the show. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Let's get it. We're going to do our best to give you some breakthroughs today. In... Good, good. Looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why people come on the show. Just quickly, how long have you been investing for? I started my investing journey 20 years ago, and it was purely by accident. Really? How did that happen? So, what was the accident? I had actually had some health issues uh, for a few years, and during that time, I was stressing out about money and stuff, and I thought, well, what happens if I can't pay my medical bills? What am I going to do? So um, as my health improved, because it was about four years on and off that I had all these uh, health issues. So I'd used up all my annual leave, all my sick leave, all the rest of it. And I thought, oh, my God, I was living with my parents at the time. So, you know, I didn't have to worry about a roof over my head, but I still had life bills and so on and a future to consider. So, yeah, once my health started to improve, I started to looking look for things and property just sort of, it just happened to sort of land on my lap, I think. Um, I came across a property that was for sale and I jumped at it. So it was um, pretty scary, but I thought, yeah, what the heck, I, I need to start doing something, and that was my foot in the door. Well, you're certainly someone that goes for independence. You know, you've realised you have to take control, and that's pretty amazing, and you've really activated, haven't you, back then? That, that happened, and you've just gone yeah, through yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I built on I'm sure part of that drive, Hannah, was to be independent and to secure your financial future, correct? <laughs> 
Well, funny that you should say that because I grew up in an Italian household, so it was drummed into me that didn't have to worry about going to uni or, you know, having any skills as, as uh, any external skills because I was going to get married, have kids, and my husband would look after me. So that didn't happen. Yeah. So it meant that you know all the things that were kind of drummed into you that would happen may or may not have happened and you know at the end of the day you still have to do something for yourself you still need to live in a house and so on so I kind of one property became two and two became three and so on so I just sort of kept going and I thought at some point (laughs) some point I'll meet someone that will um that will want to join my journey and yeah we could do it all together so right well I've got to tell you you know, that the very fact that you didn't end up meeting someone when you were younger and that's forced you into taking responsibility for your own financial life, that is a fantastic thing. I uh, coach a, a lady called Louise Fowler who's a very well-known wealth creator here in Australia and she always says to me, and she's passionate about teaching uh, women entrepreneurs, and she always says to me, yep. um, uh, I teach all the ladies I work with to take financial responsibility for their lives because she said, I have seen so many women in their 40s and 50s go through divorce and end up with nothing. So, you know, <laughs> you didn't get the man early on, but you bypassed that. So you've been forced to develop your problem-creating skills and you take responsibility for your own life. Where Sometimes when people get married and the man's yeah. taking responsibility, if we're looking at a traditional way of working, the female's yeah. disempowered. And, you know, anyway, let's get into it. So I know that you really had an affinity for restoration as your major investment strategy, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I love adding value. So I like taking something, the diamond in the rough, and then turning it into something, uh, you know, a hell of a lot better than what it was when it started. It's just I like being creative. And for me, that's something I can get my hands into because I'm a hands-on person. I don't like just simply hiring everybody to do the work so obviously things like electrical and plumbing and you know that kind of stuff you get the experts in but to the other stuff the painting and the the hammering the drilling and the that kind of stuff I mean I've, I've done a few different bits and pieces around the place I love it I love even sourcing things and going to renovate our auctions it's, I get I get really excited you know how, how a lot of women get excited over shoes <laughs> shoe sales and clothes sales I get excited over sale over pavers or a sale over bricks or wood or something like that. It's just, yeah, I, I don't know whether it's the how everyone has yin and yang and that's maybe the male side of me that's sort of switching on, but I love it. I, I It really turns me on to get in, into all that sort of stuff. Well, you, you actually remind me of my wife. My wife's similar because she's a real <laughs> hands-on person. And I actually want to touch base with something here because I think this is important because yeah. You, you, and excuse me if I'm just up front, but you know I know about people. You've seen me work with, so you yeah. know that I, I'm very quick at understanding how a person operates. You know, one of the things about yeah. you is you're actually an artist. You're, you're, you'll see a property and it's almost, almost like someone that, that's a painter. A painter can start yeah. with a blank canvas, but they're already seeing what that outcome's going to be. That's, you're really quick. Yeah. You're actually an artist. And so the whole process is you see the outcome. You see, you look at the building and you will already see what it's going to look like at the end. And then you get really excited about making that vision a reality. But that's true for you, isn't it, what I've just said? Yeah, that's pretty spot on. And that's why I guess, you know, I'd say I can look at something, you go to a, 
a sale of a property or something, you'll get all these people that'll go in and they'll see a property that needs work and they'll snub their nose at it or they'll, you know, you can hear them muttering, oh, no, 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 there's no way, no way. But I'm quietly rubbing my hands because I go, this is this is great. And I'm already looking at each room and thinking, okay, it needs this, it needs that, and yep, that'll cost me that much. Yep, I can get that, da-da-da-da. So I've already, I'm already walking through the house and actually seeing what it looks like, what it's going to look like in the end. And I can see it at that moment while I'm walking through it. So again, it's, I just, I really love that intuitive part of it. And it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a nice feeling, a real sense of satisfaction. Well, that's what, yeah, you, you just mirrored what I was saying. I can see it. Like you are a creator, you're, you're an artist. And so when you get that vision, you want to fulfill that vision, right? Now, it's really important that, I'm, yeah. that we talk about this because that's actually part of your genius zone. That, you understand that? That's part oh, of your genius. You have a natural yeah. gift towards that. And just a question, yeah. so you've been pretty successful, haven't you, with your renovations? Yeah. I've done very, yeah, I've done very, very well. So I'm, I'm very comfortable and it's better than what I expected, I think, because in the early days it was because everything was new and people weren't really doing it. Like there's a lot of stuff now. There's a lot of uh, workshops and so on and things on TV. But when I started out, it was, it wasn't stuff you really heard about a lot. So it was something I had to keep to myself because I found that if I started to tell someone, I'd get the, oh, why, why would you want to do that? You know, oh, you know you're know, you a girl, you know, you're going to get married. You know, don't, don't think about stuff like that. Oh, we're going to um, get into that so soon. You, oh, we're, we're going to get into the blocks. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. My mind starts talking about getting married. What's that? Yeah, the moment you started talking about <laughs> getting married, I'm going, this, we're going to get into some blocks around it. You'll see. This is yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to we're going to, I'm more interested in finding out a bit more about you. So because you've done the renovation strategy for so long and you do have a gift yeah. for it, you'll end up with what we call an unconscious competence that will become your comfort zone because you're, you are good at it. Yeah. It? Yeah, okay. Yeah, and that's where I'm at. have you explored other investment strategies like writing ways of growth or buy and hold or what else have you explored? I have, well, I've looked at, I go to a lot of seminars and stuff and I'm affiliated with a few different groups. So part of it is to keep my foot in the door to make sure that I keep growing. But as I say, I go along to these things, I hear some really great ideas and I think, oh, wow, that's great. Yep, yep. And then I kind of walk off and I think, great, I can, yep, there's a few opportunities for me here and there. And then I get to somewhere along the way and the fear factor kicks in and then I start backpedaling. Oh, no, maybe not, not such a great idea. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, so all the, the what-ifs come up and then you find that suddenly you're busy all the time and you find things to do yeah. that, that don't need to be done, but they they crop up. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Great, great. We're about to get yeah. into that, right? So this is, this is going to be very interesting. I'm actually looking really forward to working <laughs> with you around these blocks because we're going to be working with some archetypal patterns yeah. that... You know, many people that are watching and listening to this will identify in themselves. So this is one of the uh, great things about doing the work we're about to do because no one talks about this. No one understands it. There's no coaches that really understand how much unconscious dynamics impact a person's ability to be a successful investor or business owner. But the unconscious patterns need to be uh, surfaced to be seen and then they need to be transformed. Normal coaches can't do this work. 
they just don't have the skill set or the ability to do it. So okay. when we do this type of thing together, so many people get breakthroughs and learn from it. And when I say archetypal, you as a female, some of the blocks that we're going to be talking about, other female investors and business owners will have the same blocks but have no idea that they have the block. So in while they listen to this, they start to go, uh-huh, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe that's what's impacting me. By the way, before we get into it, when did you first see me? When did you, have you seen me live? Have you watched your... It was actually on my birthday. It was 2016, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, actually it was 2016. I turned 50 and I chose, it happened that you were doing this um, workshop on that particular day and I thought, well, you know, what do I do? What the heck? I'll, it'll be my birthday present to myself, thinking that I'll just sort of sit in the back of the room and take information in. And it actually stirred a lot up in me. It really rattled my cage. It uh, it got to the core of like some of the things that were being said on the day were things that I had had things were going through my head that I didn't want to verbalise or, or uh, divulge to anyone, and so it was. It was interesting hearing those things coming out from other people in the room, and me being able to sit in there thinking, "Oh, geez, my God, that actually that's me." They're talking about it's it's me that I'm hearing them. Uh, yeah. their experiences are my experiences, and it kind of frightened me. I think. Um, yeah. Yes. It would, right. But you got some breakthroughs through that whole process, obviously. Yeah, it helped me get in touch with what was, because I had a lot of things going on at home as well. I had a very ill father that I was looking after. And I guess there was a lot of resentment in all the stuff behind that because it was, I felt tied to a situation that I had, that I felt I had no way out of. And as a result, what was my oxygen, which was my renovating, yeah. was suffering. And, yeah, so the more time that passed and the sicker my father became, the more resentful and hurtful I became. Yeah. And I, I lashed out with everybody. I was not a nice person. I, I had become this stranger to myself. And anything that, that I felt passionate about, I was pushing away. Everyone and everything, anything that I enjoyed doing, even on a – personal level uh, just there were I, I'd become very devoid of emotion and very stoic and and I didn't like what I was saying so going to your session my god it was like a massive deluge of water to water this plant that was dying that I thought was dying so yeah great good yeah. And, I, and, I, and I know I can be confronting <laughs> oftentimes when we're doing this work we are uh, you know we are called to confront what we have in our unconscious and uh, so oftentimes what we have in our unconscious is put there because we don't like it anyway let's get into it then let's go work with some of these blocks so thank you for sharing that now let's before we get into this i'm just going to share something yep. not just with you hannah but with the audience so everyone needs the know-how as an investor or, or a business owner we all need knowledge and the people get fixated with knowledge. They think that knowledge is the only thing that matters. And so they do investment course after investment course or business training after business training, and they get that knowledge. However, unless 
we are able to identify patterns of behaviour, unconscious belief systems that are controlling decisions outside of our awareness because that's what happens. Remember, unconscious beliefs and behaviours in our unconscious, they control our decision-making without us having any conscious awareness of it, and that's just dangerous, right? It's like having an inner enemy that's pulling the strings and downgrading what you can achieve and downgrading your happiness, et cetera, without you even knowing it. So when people come to work with us, obviously we're helping surface belief systems from the unconscious as well as giving them best-in-class strategies. And when you get your unconscious working for you, meaning it supports your conscious goals and you've got really good intellectual knowledge about how to be successful as an investor or a business owner, things just go well for you. Okay, let's get into this, Hannah. So I know that you're a very capable investor, especially with the renovation strategy. Now, mm-hmm. again, so you, ha- you have been successful with it, haven't you? Yes. Right, yes. right. I've done very, very well. Yeah, you've done very, very well. Now, this is, this is where we're going to go with this. And if you could sort of rate your present effort and energy in regards to maximising your profit from investing, 100% would mean that, you know, you, every working hour you were in absolute focus and integrity, really organised, just chasing down the next deal, working, getting those things happening for you, right? So 100% is total focus. Would you be at 50%, 60%, 40%? Where do you think you're at? And just let at the me moment, know. I'm probably at, Sorry, I'm probably at about 40. 40. 40. 40 to 50% at the moment. Correct. Yeah. 40 to 50%. And I know when you applied yeah. for the show, you sort of, yeah, you're working at 40 to 50%. Yep. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. And would you say you procrastinate a bit? Yeah, I, I'm at that period at the moment where I'm finding excuses. <laughs> right. Yeah. You get busy. And convinced of, yeah, doing nothing. I yeah, I find a lot of lot of things to do that don't need to be done. Yeah, and you were about to say you convince yourself how do you can what do Yeah, you convince myself that they will get done once the planets align. So it's like once I get this little task out of the way, then and then something else crops up and then, oh, what about, no, I need to do this first and, oh, no, I've got to get that done. And so the list of things, and they're all meaningless things, you know, they're not meaningless, they're not, they're not important things, but they're things that seem to keep cropping up that I keep telling myself have to be done before I can tackle yeah, the Hannah. next step. Yeah, Hannah, so what you're doing is your ego is using avoidance tactics so you can't, you don't have to confront something, which I'm going to be able to show you in a second. Okay, but I want to go somewhere else before we get to back to that for good reason, as you'll soon see. I want to just talk about you for a little bit. And one of the things that I, I do know about you is, again, you're a very creative person. And you enjoy creating, is that correct? Yeah, creating and nurturing. I think nurturing is one of the because I'm I love children and I love and I just wanted to have children. Some some ways it's like 
I didn't have kids, so the houses are my kids. Great, great. So remember earlier I'd said to you today when we before we went to, and started, I said you've got a strong Italian mama part of you. So you've got this very yeah. creative Italian mum part of you. And this yeah. Italian mum, obviously this is the, the mother bear that wants to look after and protect the children. That's the nurturing part of you. Yep. You feel all warm inside and you feel right. In fact, it's actually part of your mothering instinct to mm-hmm. look after the kids, isn't it, and be with the children. Well, children that I don't have. <laughs> no, that's right, yeah. that's right. Stay with, this. Stay with this, great. Yep, okay. Now, can you feel right now you're choking up a little bit? Can you feel that at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it starts getting the, uh, the emotions going. So. Great, great, great. Okay, yeah. so just stay with this. Why is nurturing okay. important to you? Why is nurturing important? Because you feel safe. Yep. When you're nurturing others, why is that important to you? There's, there's a reciprocation of that. Correct. And if I can, I can make others feel safe. You feel safe. It's part of, my, part of who I am. Great, great. Really, really good work, Anna. Now, just stay with this. Can you see that your highest value is love? Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Your highest value is love. Yes. What? Just, just so we can be clear here, and you, <laughs> people go, "What's this got to do with investing?" We're all going to see in a second, right? It's got everything to do with investing. So, just stay with this. So, your highest value is love. Is there anything that's more important to you than love and human connection? No, no. no. It's to me when when you feel loved, you feel safe, and when you feel safe you feel open and you don't have a sense of vulnerability and correct yeah when i yeah correct okay so just stay with us for a little bit so okay when you with other children as an example what do you love giving them hugs <laughs> i like giving them i love doing things for them i love look i guess one of the things too with with my properties, it's like, well, you know, when I pass away, if there are no, well, there won't be any children, but if I don't find a partner or whatever, then those will go to my my nephews and sure. and my and, nieces. And how good would you feel um, about so that, doing that? How good would you feel about leaving your properties to to your niece, nieces and nephews? Well, that's that's my love. That's I, I babysat these kids. I spent a lot of time with them. So for me, even though I didn't give birth to them, they're my kids. Thank you. I know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just take it. I actually need you to take two breaths at the moment, two or three breaths, because you're getting you, know, you can probably out quite emotional. And you'll see where we're going. Yeah. With you. Real well. Well done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well done. So just take a breath. And so can you see that there is an intrinsic motivation in you to give can you see that yeah okay. very much yes okay so i'm going to ask you a question if you were a multi 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 millionaire i know that you're already doing real well but a multi 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 millionaire right and mm-hmm. take a breath mm-hmm. and you know you're on your deathbed and you knew that you'd set up 20 or 30 orphanages all around the world, how, how would you feel about yourself? 
Oh, amazing. I I would feel good because it's like I'm leaving something behind. I'm leaving a legacy and part of me lives on as a result of that. So Thank you. Thank you. I, okay. I, I so want to leave the world in the place when I came. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So can you see, based on where I'm going, or the questions I've just asked you, that if you had way more money, you could be more of service and fulfil yourself deeply? Yes. Great. Yes, I can, yes. Great, good. Now, the reason I've done it, and, we, you know, like if, if, if someone's working with me in a breakthrough profit workshop and that's where I'm working with someone really closely and intimately, we've got time and space, we'd flesh into that more and other things, but for good reason because you, your mission and purpose is tied into that, into what we've just connected you with okay that's who you are that's your purpose and mission part of it there are other aspects as well and so working back from that when you when you sabotage your wealth creation or limit your wealth creation because we can't say you sabotage it we can say you limit it because some people sabotage it you actually limit it but when you limit your wealth creation you can't serve in the way that your heart really wants to Okay, because uh, you, yeah. you, you would love funding orphanages. You would love finding ways of being able to take your money and, and spend it in ways that serves and support other human beings, especially the young. Yeah. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Now, the reason we do this is that we always have to work with a meaningful goal in contrast to where we're about to go, which is into the unconscious, to see what belief systems are minimising you. Okay. Okay. So this is just for the audience here. So um, Hannah has done really well as a wealth creator, but she knows she can do way better. Um, and she knows that she's sort of limiting herself with this procrastinating, not being super focused. And as a result of that, she's actually uh, stopping herself from living fully in her purpose because to live fully in her purpose, the more money and power she has, the more she can serve and give from her heart, which is very, very um, uh, nurturing orientated in, in, in helping children especially and people not experience some of the things that she experienced as a young person, which I, I don't need to go into, but does that make sense to you, Hannah? Yeah. 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 Okay, great. Great. So the wealthier you are, the more you can give back. Now, we're going to go back into, you know you procrastinate, you're not uh, uh, operating at even 80%, right? <laughs> you're operating <laughs> Okay. So I'm going to head on down and I'm going to be a bit bold here and you can always tell me to stop, okay? So I've always got to be sensitive when I'm working with people about what they can handle in regards to knowledge, knowledge about what's happening on an unconscious level for them. And it's true to say that we often put things into the unconscious, outside of conscious awareness, because we, we can't deal with them. We don't have the tools to deal with those things, okay? Um, yeah. You know, like after a show, if you're upset at all, just ring our office. Okay, we really support you, okay? Just be aware of that. Okay, yeah. and I'm not going to go fully deep in the show anyway. We're just going to help you see some things, but we won't, don't need to go to the full depths. So on, a, on the unconscious level... Um, there's a part of you that doesn't want to be seen as really, really wealthy because it feels that you're yeah. going to be rejected. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yes. 
Now, I'll, I'll say something and then I'll come back and ask you about that because so what you, what you have, by the way, with that is a, a conflict between conscious goals and unconscious goals. The unconscious goal is to fit in and not be rejected by your tribe. Now, uh, does that make sense when I say that to you? Yes, it does, yes. Yeah. So oftentimes... And this is not just for you, Hannah, this is for the audience as well. If you grow up in the working or middle class, especially, on the unconscious level, you've heard all sorts of negative beliefs or negative stories about wealthy people. And, yeah. and you know, depending on the, the class that you grow up in, you know, you might be rejected for having big goals. You know, who do you think you are? And, and so this all sits in the unconscious and even if that happened 30 years ago, it, it's still there um, ruling people and they don't even know it, right? The conscious goals get wealthy. The unconscious goal goes, well, I'm not going to get too wealthy because then people will think I'm a, I can't swear because this is a show, but you know where I want to go, okay? <laughs> okay, so when you were growing up, what sort of, what, what, what was the socioeconomic group? What? what Okay, um, we were was a middle class family. Yeah. Um, mum stayed home. Um, yeah. I'm in my fifties, so mum stayed home. Um, my grandparents lived with us, and they spent quite a bit of time helping to look after us. Um, and dad went to work, so it was it was very clearly defined that the men went to work and the women stayed home and looked after the house and the children. Um, it was clear to me that, you know, you don't have to go to university. There's no need for you to do that. Um, you don't need to be too intelligent or anything because your husband's going to look after you. Your job is to get married, have children, look after them. So, you know, it's a waste of time to go to university. It's a waste of time to, you know, do any of that sort of stuff because your life has been pre-planned, so to speak, um, which is all well and good if that's what you want, but... Growing up, I, I never sat comfortable with the idea of somebody else making a decision for me. I, I, I guess maybe I was a bit independent from a young age and didn't really realise it at the time. Right. Um, I, I, we, I, I want to stop you there for a sec because I, I, I tapped into something. Okay, take a breath if you wouldn't mind. Okay. One of breaths. Okay, yeah. so now um, I'll, I'll say this and then I'm going to work you back because if I'm working with someone, I, I usually work with them so that they can see it. Um, because that's best, but I'm. This is a show, um, so <laughs> I've got to be quick. Okay. <laughs> On the unconscious level, there's there's unconscious messaging that you won't get a man if you're really powerful. You won't get a partner if you're really really powerful. Now yeah. I'm going to ask you. So now I'll play with this first of all, and then I'll come back and ask you now. So just bear with me because I, I have to sort of slow down a bit to do what I'm about to do. On, an, on the almost like on an archetypal level, and this is probably also part of Italian culture, um, there were all rules about who you had to be as a female to get a man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? And... Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll stop now. You're going to know because you're, you're, you're with me because sometimes I'm explaining people and people don't know themselves really well, so they can't connect with it. Okay. 
I can tell. So what are the rules in your culture about what a woman has to be to get a man? Well, for starters, you have to um, you have to be um, well. You generally have to do as you're told, um, you know, or, or follow the because the guy is supposedly the smarter one. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we're right on it now, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's the one with uh, you know the smarter one and funny and. Uh, you know, with all the ideas and stuff, you know, the ideas don't come from you because you're a girl and you're supposed to, your, your area is supposed to be the children in the house, not building and so forth, which is predominantly, you know, a male field. I mean, my father was a builder, go figure. I wanted to be a carpenter um, when I was a little bit older, like in, in my late teens, and my dad said, there's no way in hell you're a girl. Go, you know, my daughter of mine's going to be doing that. Yeah. You, um, you, and that you, huh? <laughs> It's all there. Yeah. Everything you're saying right now, <laughs> it's everything that oh, the unconscious issues are, are undermining you as an investor are right there right now. Okay. Right. And I'm going to show you something. Yeah. How much would you like okay. a good man that, that, how much would you like to be with a good man? Oh, very much so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> One that doesn't feel threatened. One that doesn't what? Doesn't feel threatened. Yeah, well, yeah, right. You know? right. Now, even that, they're going to feel threatened. Now, take a breath, take take a breath. Now, this is really important. So this is just for the audience. Hannah, you hang and just rest with that. You'll be processing it. So what, what Hannah's displaying right now is this, that, you know, you've heard about her conscious desires to build a, a great deal of wealth. You understand that she has a mission that if she built a lot of wealth, she would use that to serve um, and so this conscious goal of wanting wealth sits in opposition to something because what's more important to her is having a relationship with a man. That's what she wants, a good man that she can have a relationship with. But based on her unconscious rule structure that she's inherited from her Italian tradition and her family, she won't get a good man if she's powerful, if she's smart, if she's strong. Now, that's all been carried around on an unconscious level. And she knows on the unconscious level that if she builds the levels of wealth that she's capable of based on her unconscious rules, that she won't get a man. So she's got to go, okay, I can't get too wealthy and I can't show my wealth because in her rule structure, she's got to move into what we call the feminine, the demure feminine, because that's what she was taught, got the man as a young person. By the way, Hannah, it makes me angry, this stuff, right? It doesn't, it doesn't. It's just, this is old traditions, but it's yeah. just, just, just ridiculous. So I'm gonna t I can go further with what's happening for you in a moment. Just bear with me. The, the, I think about my wife. Uh, you know, it's funny. People hang out with me and my wife, and, and uh, I'm obviously I'm sometimes considered a misogynist or she's considered, uh, I'm, I'm, and excuse the language, everyone pussy-whipped and, and ball-broken. And all of them are wrong. Absolutely, all of them are wrong. My wife and I, our life is based on competency. If Anne-Marie's better at something than me, she's the boss. If I'm better at something than her, I'm the boss. Okay, It's got nothing to do with whether I'm a male, whether she's a female. Um, my wife can build houses like you. She's amazing. Hmm. Right? She's better at that stuff yeah. than I am. Okay, It's just, it's just ridiculous, yeah. that, that form of thinking. Now, just on an archetypal level, you have, uh, and this is not male, female, got to be really careful with these words because of the way the world is at the moment. 
We talk about the feminine and masculine natures. I have a feminine and masculine nature, okay? So this is not about female or male. I, as, a, as a man, I have a very masculine aspect to me um, and I also have a very feminine aspect to me. I mean, I can move in both worlds. I played rugby for years, but I'm also compassionate and sensitive. And by the way, I had to unlock that in me because I grew up in a macho environment where they taught me you couldn't be compassionate, kind or caring. Uh, that was considered, uh, you know, that So, But I, I worked out through my inner work, well, no, I'm really got strong aspects of the feminine and strong aspects of the masculine and both uh, have their place. I don't need to be coming from my masculine side when my children need nurturing and a bit of love and cuddle or my wife needs some understanding. Okay, both yeah. both aspects. But the reason that we're talking about this is because uh, at a young age you had masculine tendencies. Now, again, everyone, no male, female. This is masculine, moving towards outgoing, doing. But you, in your tribe, it was the feminine qualities that were were that the males, the masculine, taught you, and even your mother would have taught you was desirable by men. Right? Get that? Yeah. But, yeah. by, but, you, but you have, and you're not devoid of, of feminine. I can feel it in you. That's your real nurturing side. In fact, you've got a lot of it. Your creativity comes from your feminine side. Your activator and your ability to work hard and, and, and uh, you know, get stuff done, that comes from your masculine side. Get me? Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, so you were rejected even at an early age for this, I want to be a builder. I want to do these things. So you were learning, I'm not acceptable, okay? So this means yeah. that you would have always, you've done it, you've followed it, but you only half followed it and you you've, you're half hide. It's, yeah, yeah. half hide. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Right? And you're half hide because you're going, well, I won't get a man based on the rule structure because I'm powerful and smart and, and have more than them. They won't want me. Have you even got down to that point? Have yeah. you actually seen that belief system yet? Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you go on a date and, you know, you you sort of don't want to tell them too much, but then you think, okay, I'll sort of be the nice, demure girl and the rest of it. And and then when you're getting into the, you know, the, the relationship and they start to see that you can hold a hammer and you can, you know what a drill is and what a, a, a bit is and da-da-da-da, and then the property stuff comes in. It's like, oh, hang on a minute. I'm I'm the guy, but you're encroaching into my space. And so the they start to look at it's like it's it's just a little shift at the in, at the start. And then the longer you're together, the more you see that 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 their knowledge of what you do becomes a problem because I'm not supposed to do that stuff. Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah. No. There's two things here. Like, what's really interesting. I want to say this to you, okay? This is really important. There's two things. I want you to come and do a breakthrough workshop with me. There's things that I can do around this subject that I don't want to do on the show, but uh, honestly, uh, you, you're amazing and you've got an amazing future when you shift some of these viewpoints. So I just throw that open to you. But yeah. then outside of that, just bear with me. See, you speak still as though what you say is the truth. And I understand why you speak as though it's the truth. So you inherited these belief systems when you were a young person and these yeah. belief systems keep being confirmed to you because you keep going out with men that keep confirming that, look, if I'm too big, if I'm too powerful, they're not going to want me, right? But you've got to understand yeah. that those men are deeply insecure men, 
and they're not all men in the world, right? There are many men um, uh, who have no issue or challenge going out with a powerful, strong woman, or in fact, are more attracted to that than the demure, old-fashioned concept of a woman, okay? But regardless, it doesn't matter. The rule systems that you were brought up with are still ruling you. You believe them to be true. As an example, if you and I went out, I'd have no challenge or issue, not even the slightest little bit of challenge or issue with your power and your abilities to invest Okay, none. It wouldn't even come in. It, it, it would be it would be a thing of respect from me, and I would come and ask you yeah. questions, like I ask my wife questions about everything I'm doing. Why? Because she's smart. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you get me? <laughs> okay. <That's>, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the stuff. Now I want to. So it's the man thing again. Consciously going for wealth, but unconsciously but now more consciously because you can see it, well, if I'm wealthy, I'm not going to get loved and my highest value is to get loved and have a good relationship. Love. So, so you, in, in, in your unconscious, you believe you can't have both, okay? Well, you can. Yeah. Right? We, yeah. we, can't, we can't dig into to that anymore right now, but come do a breakthrough workshop with me if you want and I'll start to move you in a way and give you some tools that can start to help reprogram and rewire uh, what you, these belief systems, because you're going to have to. If you don't rewire these belief systems, you'll keep downgrading your uh, abilities as an investor. It's really important. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just want to go to a global one as well. So it's about the man, but it's, it's even more than that. I want you now to imagine if you worked at 100% for the next four years as an investor with mm-hmm. your skill set. Just imagine yeah. it now. How wealthy could you get? You don't need to give figures, but how wealthy could you get in the next four or five years? Have you oh, geez, I, I would be, yeah, yeah unfathomable. Unfathomable. Thank you. Yeah, the way to being able to start to really support some orphanages and do the things that we talked about that are in your, your mission line. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah, great. absolutely. Right, just remember that. Okay. So imagine creating all that wealth, and I want you now to think about the people in your neighbourhood and your family and friends would you be worried about them knowing how much wealth you had? Would you be worried about how they viewed you? I Look, I know that one of the realities that I've had to face over the years has been that some people I've had to push out of my circle. Yes, yes, I could because, feel That's right. Keep going. Yeah. So, and that's been a real challenge because I think in the early days it was that these people are my friends or these people are, you know, family or whatever and they're the people you're supposed to have around you as your support network, but they were the contrary. They were the complete opposite. Yeah, and now guess why? Really guess why? Sorry, cut you off. <laughs> they they were holding me back. They yeah, were the, they're holding were feeding back. The but yeah. there's a reason. So this yeah. is a similar belief system. Hannah, what happens for you is because you are good at what you're good at, what happens is that people with 
a lot of low self-esteem or low self-worth, they want to pull you down because the better you do, the more uncomfortable you make them feel. See, I'll explain this. Actually, this is good for the audience as well. Um, Typically, when you are around the working class and in the middle class, I'll start with the working class. When you're around the working class, um, if if you're trying to, if you've got a big goal and a dream, what the working class do is they always have excuses for why they can't go for their dreams. This is really important. They always rationalise excuses for why they can't go for their dreams and that you'll also see they hate people that are doing well and they blame people that are doing well for their financial situation, okay? Yeah. So so I was away surfing. uh, I don't know if you know this, Hannah, but I've surfed all over the world and I I go to Indo a lot and I'm over there with with, um, some mates of mine in the working class crew and one of them is always going on about, you know, you know, what they've done to Australia, and they are the rich and the politicians. So he just, they, they they've ruined it, them, them, yeah. you know, that's normal. So when you're leaving yeah. and you're doing well, all their excuses no longer stand true, but they can't handle that, so they hate you and want to pull you back because that keeps their excuses in place, okay? Does that make sense? Yes, correct. And then the middle class yeah. do the same thing. Well... The, to a lesser extent, but the middle class do it as well. So you're trying to leave the middle class and then you're making people feel uncomfortable and uh, you're, you're triggering their low self-worth, but they can't deal with that, so they make you the scapegoat and they want you to fail, and that's what I'll be talking about you, okay? You, yeah. you, you, don't, you want to get to a point that there's a class of person who has done well basically the mindset of the, the work class and the middle class stop people from doing well, not everyone, but unless you address those mindsets, it's going to stop you from doing well. So certain people have done well and they could have come from the working class, the middle class or the professional class, which is lawyers and, and uh, doctors uh, or the entrepreneurial class, no matter where they've come from, and they reach a certain point of, of wealth and they're okay about who they are, um, they want you to do well. Because they're, they've gone past the game of playing of better than or worse than. So they're, they're happy to see their friends do well. Okay? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're the people I hang out with. They're the only people I hang out with. So I, all, the, all the rest of this is boring to me. But anyway, let's stay with this. So, so um, again, on the unconscious level, you've got this belief that, geez, if I get too big and powerful, some people in my tribe are, are not going to like me and I'm going to have to leave them or they're going to have to leave me. And, again, because your highest value is love and connection, that's the last thing you want. Yeah. So, again, yeah. you get me? Yeah, it, yeah it, it's all, everything you're saying is exactly, it's like right. putting words in my mouth. It's exactly, exactly what's um, been going through my head. Co- correct. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is important and this is just I'm going to be addressing you and the audience here. This is, this is important. So everyone here can hear this, that Hannah is a smart, very smart, got gusto um, and, and a very talented person and has, you know, she, she's proven that time after time again. You can even tell when you talk to her. And she could use those skills to go out and build massive wealth and be in service in 
based on her purpose, which is about serving and nurturing others, poor orphanages and those types of things, and die a, a happy woman. Um, but on the unconscious, these, these messages, and they're not so unconscious because now she's connecting to them, which means she's bringing them. When we do this work that's coming from the unconscious, you're now having greater and greater conscious awareness of them. These stories that were developed in the first 5, 10 years, 15 years of life are still controlling her. And while those stories still control her, they're more powerful than any other aspect of her consciousness, so they will keep stopping her um, going to the highest levels of her purpose and of her wealth creation abilities until they are resolved and worked on. And they must be transformed. Can you see that, um, Hannah? Can you see that they must be transformed? Yeah, yeah. It, um, or you don't go anywhere. Cause, well, because the self-talk, I mean, it's the one person I can't get away from. Like, you know, I can shut everybody else out, but that one little voice in my head, I'm, I'm constantly with. Um, and I've found at various times, you know, not so much now, but I've, I've found that especially when I was at my real low points, that little voice in my head, I'd be going to sleep and that little voice was still telling me in my head, you're not good enough, you know, you should be doing more, you should be working harder, you should be doing this. And, and it was like, what the hell? So I'd go to sleep with that that message in my head and then I'd wake up with the same message still going on. It was like a, a constant recording on a loop telling me that I, I wasn't, I, I hadn't I hadn't done the right thing, so I hadn't ticked off the boxes and, yeah, yeah the, the well, self-worth and everything else. Yeah, well, that's why, you know, our, 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 when you talk about like on, on a loop, that's that's what our patterns do. They're just on loops. They're just, they uh, often, you know, you, you can't be hard on yourself because they were locked in there. Like if, you're, if your primary value is love, and then you're told as a young person that to be loved you should only be this and you can't be that, then eh, that's a pretty big setup for living your life trying to conform to that. And you can see, even though it's not the case anymore, and I'll show you this, do you know any do you know any lady that has created a lot of wealth who also has a good relationship? Do you know that? Do you have a mirror, do you have an example of that? Oh, someone that I know. Yeah. Um, well, I know of, of yes, yeah, some women in, in the industry, but they were already, they, they started with their partner together. So okay. quite a lot of them started. Yeah, right. right. So, you, so with, you know, there was no, there was no they, they had the equaliser there. There was no one had more than the other when they began. So, that's right. in my circle anyway. Yeah, great. So it's really interesting. So just see that you have these belief systems that were sown in there at birth. You can see that the negative impact that they have on um, your psyche and the, as, as an investor, how they downgrade your investment uh, motivation and abilities. And you have that mirrored back to you with the tribe that you're around. Well, I'm just going to share this with you. There are... A whole there's this millions of people on this planet who aren't even interested or don't even come place close to thinking like the people that you're describing. There are many men that couldn't care less about your wealth and if you built your wealth on your on your own. They just love you for who you are and respect you. And it it doesn't um, 
impact their sense of self-value that you're doing really well. There's heaps of people like that. But regardless, I can say that to you, but based on your rules, that's not a, a, a possibility. So this is what I'm going to share with you. All your rules are lies. You don't know it. You live by those rules as though they're truths. They're only truths in certain social circumstances or certain tribes. They're lies in other tribes. People I know don't act like yeah. that. I do. <laughs> People I hang out with now don't act like that. People from my past would have acted like that. Okay? Does that make sense? So, so yeah. regardless of what the truth is, your mind keeps telling you this is a truth, 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 when it's not, and therefore you believe your own mind. Okay? So you have to get to the point where your mind has different belief systems. So as an example, the belief system that would really serve you is I, I, get, I am really loved and respected and nurtured when I'm really powerful and wealthy. Okay? Can you see if you had that belief system that you would just act completely differently? You would be a complete different person in how you behaved. Can you see that? Yeah. Okay. But can you see that you can't accept that belief at this point? Yes. Right. Yes. Right. That's right. And you could accept it maybe up yes. here, but your unconscious won't. So this is where you have to start to work into reprogramming the unconscious. Okay. And we're not going into that now. Um, we will talk about reprogramming the unconscious in these shows, but it's a, a big subject and, and reprogramming takes time, effort, and energy, even though the markers will tell you you can do it in two days. There are, most of them are bullshit liars um, who know very little about the human psyche and it's an easy way of making money rather than really supporting and working with people. Hannah, I really loved working with you today and I hope that gave you um, some or, or, or surfaced more insight for you. And I do hold that open to you that if you want to come and work with me further, to come and do a breakthrough workshop with me. And if you want to look at reprogramming, we'll have a discussion around that um, because I would love to support you into your mission and purpose. <laughs> Thank you, Hannah. Thank you very much, Terry. Share it with your friends. This work's really unique and different and very powerful, and we want to get the word out there. In fact, it should actually be taught in schools. We'd have a far superior world if people understood and mastered what we taught. Also, if you want to do a Breakthrough Profit Workshop with me, just click the link below, or you'll find it on my website, and I will be working closely with you to identify how you limit or undermine investing and business success. Also give you best-in-class strategies. And join me in my community for investors and business owners in our private Facebook group. And you'll find a link to that below or via the website. See you next time. Bye.